I'm Chara Santilli. I was born with ambition. My parents were entrepreneurs and I pushed myself to be high school valedictorian, class president, most artistic, and most likely to succeed. The summer I turned 19, we celebrated my dad's 50th birthday with a hot air balloon ride. A crash landing left him with a broken neck, me with a broken heart, and my mom coping through alcohol. My relentless ambition helped me become a successful entrepreneur, yet my own private paralysis and overachiever addiction ruled me. I finally ventured on a quest for my best life. I found the path of my inner peace, how to stay on it and how to show the way for others. Now it's your turn. Ready to take that load off your shoulders? Join me so you can cherish your life. Do you know the KISS principle? It's an acronym for keep it simple, stupid. There's an interesting origin story. It's not really about calling somebody stupid, by the way. It was first coined in 1960 by aircraft engineer Kelly Johnson as a design principle for the U.S. Navy. The story goes that Johnson handed a team of design engineers a handful of tools with the challenge that the jet aircraft they were designing must be able to be repaired by an average mechanic under combat conditions out in the field with only those basic tools. So the stupid in the phrase wasn't referring to the mental capacity of a person. It was referring to the relationship between the way things break and the sophistication available to repair them. And there's been many variations on the phrase. The most common ones out there are keep it simple, silly, keep it short and simple, keep it short and sweet, keep it simple and straightforward, keep it small and simple, keep it simple soldier, keep it simple sailor, keep it sweet and simple. Those are the eight most common variations according to Wikipedia right now. And growing up, my family had our own version of the KISS principle. Keep it simple Santilli. My dad would say that to me when I would start to overcomplicate things, which is something I never did. Ha, just kidding. (laughs) So why do we often make things more complicated than they really are or need to be? I think it has something to do with our left brain emotional part and our left brain thinking part. Those two parts triggering each other so that we start spiraling down a rabbit hole of complexity. I like how neuroanatomist Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor talks about the brain as having four characters, four parts essentially to it. And I haven't heard her specifically talk about how we have a tendency to overcomplicate things, although maybe she has somewhere. But from what I've learned from her and her book, most recent book, Whole Brain Living, and watching her online and following her, and then also others that I've been following around that talk about neuroscience and the way our brain works, I imagine that there's like a picture of this kind of conversation between these two left brain characters, okay? Left brain, emotional character. I'm scared of, fill in the blank. Left brain, thinking character. Okay, well then let's put this thing in. Then the left brain, emo character again. I'm also scared of blank. Left brain, thinking character. Okay, then let's add this other thing in. Then emo again. Oh, I'm also scared of blank. 
and then thinker again. Oh, okay, then let's add this other thing in too. And imagine this can go on and on depending on the situation. I mean, I I think that from what I've learned, something to this effect is kind of going on. I mean, this is just trying to put it in terms we can understand. But neurologically, there is a, a thing going back and forth because the left brain emotional part is basically that fear center that has not really evolved with us. And it has a lot of fears and is constantly on the lookout for fears. And so it's the one that is just constantly looking out for anything that and thinks anything is going to kill us. And then the left brain is the uh, the other part of the left brain that's very rational, uh, logical, analytical, but very much can get swept into if the emotional side of that is also, you know, getting triggered. So then it wants to do everything it can to protect the whole system, our whole body and protect us. And so the whole right brain is kind of out of the equation if the left brain really takes over strong, which is what we tend to have happen when we go down these rabbit holes. because the right brain is much more in this broader, bigger, expansive view. It doesn't get stuck in the weeds. And so let's think of some examples when we can overcomplicate things. So many times when we're problem solving, we can easily overcomplicate things. Have you ever made something complicated regarding, you know, planning or thinking about a challenging conversation. And then you're trying to think about, well, if they say this, I'll say this. If they say this, I'll say this. Well, I can't present it this way because that could offend them. If I say it this way, maybe I'll get my point across. You know, I mean, it's just, you can totally overcomplicate it to the nth degree. Um, More on that another day. I have a really great uh, tip for simple, simplifying getting your needs met and and voicing what you need in a conversation that is the least likely to trigger someone. So uh, on another day. But um, some other examples of making things complicated, when people are creating any kind of presentation or a speech, side note, I'm entering a speaking competition next month, and it has to be an inspirational speech that is under four and a half minutes. I also have aspirations to do a TED Talk someday. And did you know, because I've been learning about these more recently too, that the maximum length of a TED Talk or TEDx, which is the local, more geographically local versions that are scattered around the world, is 18 minutes? I didn't realize that. I mean, I do see that they tend to be shorter, but I, I didn't realize there literally is a maximum. But often they are much shorter and the organizers ask the presentations to be even shorter, you know, like even five or 10 minutes long. So interesting little side note, because talk about getting stories across and cutting to the chase and getting the most impactful things in there. It very much is a matter of simplifying and um, people that have to like, cut out a ton of things that they think is are important because we think all these details are important when we're telling a story, but most of the time, a lot can be left out and you can get your point across. Um, 
fortunately, when it comes to something scripted, for some reason, I have tended to not overcomplicate that in my life. Like as a kid, you know, when you had to create a paper and it had to be like five pages long minimum, a certain size and font size and um, double spaced or whatever the requirements were when I was a kid. I remember that when we just had, you know, first few years of us having computers. But um, I would tend to be short. Like for some reason, when it came to getting the written word down, that was much simpler for me to, well, to keep simple. It was it was not hard for me to keep it simple. However, out functioning in the world, planning something, creating something, especially if I'm stepping outside of my comfort zone, then I totally can make things complicated. And another area that that I've been thinking about lately is looking at, and I've been following some podcasts about some people around running and growing businesses. And it's very common for people to complicate their product or service offerings, uh, you know, keep creating new things and not really stay with one thing for a while to really give it a go. Or the way the team works together, you know, that can get complicated, or systems and protocols can get complicated or marketing methods. I mean, things that and kind of that shiny object syndrome. Uh, it's something that can very much happen in running a business. And I mean, look at the long meetings that or excess meetings that often are planned and people are bored to death of and all the red tape as businesses get bigger because it gets more complex and then they literally make it more complicated. So uh I'm sure that there's many ways if you start to think about it around how stuff shows up in your life that you tend to overcomplicate. Now, for me, I often don't notice the instant I'm going down the rabbit hole of complicating something. What I tend to notice is that I start to feel certain types of feelings like frustrated, irritated, anxious, desperate, frenetic, pressured, worried, or overwhelmed. I would say those are probably the most, the, the, the possible spectrum that I feel when I'm going down that rabbit hole. And often feeling one of those feelings will be my cue that maybe something needs to be simplified. So I want you to start paying closer attention to your feelings. And when you start to feel any feelings that are in the more, you know, quote unquote, uncomfortable side of the feeling spectrum, See if there's any connection to something that you've made complicated and ask yourself, how can I simplify this? There are always ways to simplify our lives. We may not always see them though. If you want to take a significant step forward toward increasing your awareness so that you can shift your life go grab my free training at cherisyourlife.com forward slash free training. I go more in depth than something that's kind of off the tails of this. My closing quote today is by Albert Einstein. The important things are always simple. I hope you're enjoying my Cherise Your Life podcast. 
If this is supporting you in any way, please review, subscribe, and share it with friends and family. You can follow me on social media at Cheris Your Life, and my website is CherisYourLife.com. Yep, my name's unique. Here's an easy tip for you to pronounce and spell it. It's like the city, Paris, but with a CH. Special thanks to my dear friend, Paul Suyelgis, who enhanced and mixed the musical track. Little did we know back in college in the 90s, while my then boyfriend, now husband, and I listened to Paul riff on his guitar, that he'd be helping me decades later give a creative touch to something called a podcast. <laughs>